0: Okay, now we're, let's go to Proverbs tonight, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. Alright, we're going to talk about this spirit thing again tonight, some more. Oh my, I've been thinking about it a lot, I've been studying about it a lot, I've been talking about it a lot. It's overwhelming. In fact, I'm going to read a little bit to you here just to show you. I was just studying last night. I just looked up different references to spirit. You know how many different times that it talks about a spirit, spiritual, whatever, in the Bible? It's innumerable. It's innumerable. Just here, just listen. The Bible talks about the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of man, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of truth, spirit of grace, spirit of faith, spirit of love, spirit of holiness. Spirit of adoption, spirit of meekness, spirit of power, spirit of life, spirit of prophecy, spirit of divination, spirit of jealousy, spirit of whoredoms, spirit of judgment, spirit of burning, spirit of deep sleep, spirit of heaviness, spirit of infirmity, spirit of grace and of supplications, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, spirit of a sound mind, spirit of error, spirit of fear, Spirit of bondage, spirit of slumber, spirit of the world, spirit of an unclean devil, spirits of devils. There's anguish of spirit, vexation of spirit, sorrowful spirit, broken spirit, dumb spirit, deaf spirit, foul spirit, evil spirit, lying spirit, unclean spirit, seducing spirit, familiar spirit, haughty spirit, humble spirit, a good spirit, an excellent spirit, a contrite spirit, a right spirit, a holy spirit, and that's not God's holy spirit, a holy spirit, with a little less Eternal spirit, free spirit, the Bible mentions each one of these. Ministering spirit, quickening spirit, a new spirit, a faithful spirit, a wounded spirit, a same spirit, another spirit. A whole spirit, patient in spirit, proud in spirit. Perverse in spirit, grieved in spirit, troubled spirit, poor in spirit, meek and quiet spirit, born of the spirit, pressed in the spirit, strong in the spirit, power of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, fervent in spirit, purpose in the spirit, bound in the spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Newness of Spirit. First fruits of the Spirit. Y'all writing all this down? Fellowship of the Spirit. Mind of the Spirit. Love of the Spirit. Demonstration of the Spirit. Ministration of the Spirit. Earnest of the Spirit. Promise of the Spirit. Unity of the Spirit. Sword of the Spirit. Filthiness of Spirit. Supply of the Spirit. Sanctification of the Spirit. Justified in the Spirit. Refreshed. My spirit. Sowing to the spirit. Worshipping in spirit and in truth. Prayer and supplication in the spirit. There are the spirits in prison. The Bible talks about spirit. Your spirit being stirred up. Your spirit being overwhelmed. Your spirit falling. Spirit giving life. Hasty of spirit. There's a breach in the spirit. He that ruleth his spirit. Walking in the spirit. Led by the spirit. Refreshed my spirit. Rest in my spirit. Spiritual gift, spiritual things, spiritual man, spiritual meat, spiritual drink, spiritual rock, spiritual body, spiritual blessing, spiritual song, spiritual wickedness, spiritual understanding, spiritual house, spiritual sacrifices, and then the law is spiritual. Do you see why it's such a big subject? There's a message on each one of them. You can preach a message on each one of them. So how are we going to cover it in a 45 minutes each time? Proverbs 25, verse 28. The Bible says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 16, verse 32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Now, she told me, and I know already, but just got to to try to contain it down to just a little bit because it's overwhelming to everybody that's listening. I know you just, if I cover too much ground, nobody gets very much. And, uh, you know, it's like trying to drink out of a fire hose or a garden hose running full of blast. You can't swallow it that fast, so we don't want to do that. But it is so important, I'm telling you. It is key to so many things. I tell you people, we start out, and even those who don't think they do, we teach people and we preach the gospel to people and try to initiate a response from them that is not spiritual. You know, come forward. Pray this prayer. You need to do this. You need to do that. And that's all anybody ever gets, and we never touch the real issue. Jesus said, "Cleanse first the inside of the platter." We never deal in the spiritual realm, really. I said, "Oh, it's ridiculous!" The church—we don't. It's all preaching about doing and not doing, and and outward stuff mostly. And, and it's teaching people to deal with their temptations and with their failures and with their trouble and their struggle and all of this with carnal things. And it never works. We need to get to the where it really matters. So, I'm just going to start here. We can know a lot about our own spirit or the spirits of others by three things. Moods, attitudes, and opinions. Now, you've got to think about that. I thought about it a good while. We can discern one another's spirits, and what's going on, who's talking to you, who you're listening to, what's affecting you, by your mood, by your attitude, and by your opinion. These are the things that tell us what's going on in the spirit. Now, you can look at somebody and say, I don't like that dress, or I don't like the way they got their hair fixed. You know, we've had people in church like that. That's all they look for was just some kind of fault in somebody's dress or clothes or hairdo or some kind of thing like that. That is not spiritual. You're not spiritual because you can pick other people apart. That's sure. There are things that tell us what's going on in the Spirit. Now, First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 says this, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Mm-hmm. How are you going to know what's going on in other people? With your education, with your training, with your Bible knowledge, with your just plain old uh, smartness? No. The only way you're going to know anything about somebody else's spirit is by your own spirit. Right. It's a spiritual thing. These things can be changed. Your opinion can be changed, altered, put away, replaced. Your attitude, your mood can be changed. I'm sure that your mother has told you change your attitude. Right? That's because you can do it. You can stop being miserable. You can stop being in a bad mood. And you can change an opinion that's wrong. All these things can be replaced by the will. You can be subject to the spirits or you can rule them in your mind and soul. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Defenseless. Subject to whoever wants to come by and spit on you or say anything to you or shove you or do anything to you. A man that has no rule over his own spirit, he's wide open. Everybody, and I'm talking about spirits, the spirit world, can uh, do whatever they want to. they got free run yep. in his mind, in his life. So you can refuse them access to your heart, to your mind, and to your own spirit. Now you can do that. You can change your opinion, you can change your mood, you can change your attitude. There's another part of you. you got a mind, you got a will, you got a soul and a heart. And you can just say no. Your spirit has to say no. Mm -hmm. The whole being has to work together. See? Mm -hmm. It can't be all divided and contrary to one another. This idea that we're fighting with ourselves all the time, that's really a bunch of nonsense. That's right. Why would you fight with yourself? Huh? How is that? The struggle that goes on in here. And they talk like it's... And everybody understands it now. Is that sinful nature? Fighting with their, the Holy Spirit that's in them. Well, now that just ain't how it is. No. It ain't a black dog and a white dog. No. No. That's blasphemy. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to realize where the battle is at. You got to understand this issue that we're trying to deal with and I'm trying to get across to you. Evil spirits in the spiritual realm, they're like bullies in the physical realm. Listen to me. That's how it is. Evil spirits in the spiritual realm where everything happens, they're like bullies in the physical realm. They threaten, they intimidate, and they instill fear in you. That's why one of the things about devils and darkness, that's why there's fear. Where does it come from? Where do you get this unfounded fear? You get it from devils. Where else is it going to come from? You subject yourself to them and they put it in you. And you're afraid of the dark and you're afraid of things that don't even exist. And you're afraid and you don't even know why you're afraid. You're afraid something's going to get you. Devils put that in you. Devils put that in you. Well, I've seen a movie. The devil did the movie. Why do you think that that's what I was telling her the other day? Why do you why is it that all of the celebrities and all of the singers and musicians, why are they all perverts? And evil, devil people. Why? Who are they subject to? Who's controlling them? Who's affecting them? Who's leading them? Who are they walking after? Well, evil spirits. And they do our entertainment. They do our music for us. That's why that it's so dangerous. And that's why you ought to avoid so much of it. You're subjecting yourself to them through somebody else. I want to get to that a little bit, in a little bit here. But evil spirits in the spiritual realm are like bullies. They threaten you, they mock, they laugh, they insult you for who you are and what you are. That's why you go around with this depressed feeling and why you think you ain't no good and why you think that everybody thinks you're ugly or you're no good or no or stupid or dumb. Or You get that from devils. That's where it comes from. Amen. It don't come from God and it don't come from you. It's put in there because you're listening to the wrong voices in your head. Exactly. Yes, sir. They're bullies. That's how they operate. That's why physical bullies are bullies. They're full of the devil. Mm-hmm. They lie about everything and try to trick you into believing something about yourself or others that'll change your opinion and incite some kind of foolish action by you. Bullies do that. Hey, you know what so-and-so over there said about you? (laughs) You know what he said about your mama? And get you to go fighting somebody. Devils do that. And they always do it. But sometimes they'll do it directly in your mind. Or they'll do it through somebody else's mind that's wide open. And they'll get them to tell you. Say, you're weird. No, I'm not weird. I'm right on it with this. This is where the battle's at. You talk about victory? What victory? Where? Right there. There's where you get the victory or there's where you're defeated. There's where your struggle's at. Always, if you'd ever get that, that it's in the spiritual realm. It's not in the physical realm. What you see in the physical realm is being operated by spirits. They try to trick you into making a fool of yourself. And boy, they're good at it. And everybody seems to fall for it because they're blind. They're ignorant. Nobody ever tells people this. I'm amazed in studying this at all the things. And I've went back through some of my own preaching and stuff and some of the things I said that are so close to this. I looked up a message I preached about 20 years ago here the other day. And it was just right down the line. But in preaching that message, I didn't understand what I was saying completely in the light that I understand it now. And I know that who I preached it to didn't understand this about it, even though I said all those things. Y'all get that at all? I mean, we're so close. We got the verbiage. We'd say the words, but we lacked the, the real understanding of the reality of this matter. Evil spirits... In the spiritual realm, they're like deceivers and seducers in the physical realm. They'll flatter you and pump up your pride, or they'll send somebody to do that. They'll entice you with forbidden pleasures or rewards while assuring you that there'll be no consequences. Where's that conversation come from in your head when you're tempted to do evil, when you're pondering it and considering it? Who's talking? Who is it? Is it just you in your own little world just talking to yourself? Hmm. Playing the devil's advocate and then playing yourself and then playing the devil's advocate and then playing yourself? No, it's not you. There's some others involved. And if you knew who they were, you'd wake up and, and take notice. They'll lead you into situations where escape will be nearly impossible and where the temptation to evil will be so well prepared and furnished that you are like a fly in a spider's web. That's what they're doing. They're like a bully. They're like a seducer. They're like a trickster. They're like a sneak, a thief that works you by flattery, by insults, Whatever it takes to manipulate you into a corner where you can be destroyed, the devil goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So you ought to be vigilant and sober yes, sir. and watching. Yes, sir. Always watching, watching. Watch what? What are we supposed to watch? The sky, the stars, the moon, the news, the current events to see what's going on and where we're at, and prophecy and all of this. Is that what we're supposed to watch? When Jesus said, watch and pray. And He said, watch over and over. Look it up. What's He talking about? You're supposed to watch this. Just what I'm talking about right now. Watch what's going on in your mind. Watch who's talking to you. Realize what's going on. Don't just be a blind fool in the midst of a, a warfare here going on and you don't even know what's going on. You don't even care. Don't even realize if it's an enemy or a friend talking to you. And don't even take the time to learn how to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In order to rule over our own spirit, we must have our spiritual eyes opened. We can't live in the carnal mindset and views of life here on earth like the masses of spiritually blind people do. You can't just live like everybody else and think like everybody else and look at life like everybody else. And think everything works like everybody thinks it works. Because it don't work that way. Exactly. we got to realize that the spiritual world controls the physical world. Now if you don't believe this stuff, you don't believe nothing. God is a spirit. Everything that Jesus said... I've, we've been reading the Gospels and man, I'm just noticing it because of this. I'm just, everything he says, everything he deals with, it's in this world. It's in this realm. He don't deal with with physical issues, with carnal means. He's dealing with it in, spiritual, in all of his words. Just look for it. Look for it. The spiritual world controls the physical world. This world will pass away. That other world ain't. The Spirit is life. Life's eternal. This world is made out of its wood, hay, and stubble. It's all going to burn up. And the Bible tells us that it's all going to burn up. It's all going to perish. It's all going to pass away. All the evil and all the good that we see in this world has behind it spiritual powers that are working all the time to move things and people. You've got to realize and you got to believe this without going nutso and crazy and off the deep end with foolishness with it. This is true. But you can't be going around like, and that's my fear of dealing with this, is that people might do that. You might get obsessed and just start acting like some kind of crazy... But you can't get your bearings and you can't travel this journey safely unless you understand this properly. All the evil and all the good in this world has behind it a spiritual powers that are working at all times to move things and people. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, we just keep quoting this verse, but for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is the Word of God. That's not me, that's not some other man's book, that's the Word of God. We are not fighting this Christian life, this battle, the battle between good and evil. The battle between Satan and God is not carnal. It is spiritual. It's fought in the spiritual realm. Every move is made there. Every decision, every influence is in the spiritual realm. Well, we just eat and drink and enjoy life and like the taste and the feel and oh, carnal. We fight carnal. We live carnal. We think carnal. We got carnal religion. And we wonder why everything's going to hell in a handbasket. We ain't fighting a spiritual battle. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's spiritual warfare. God is a spirit, in flesh and blood cannot communicate or know God except by the Spirit. Prayer is not just you moving your mouth and saying words and making your vocal cords vibrate. That ain't prayer. You don't pray that way. You don't pray by reading off of a paper what somebody else has written down. Prayer is a spiritual thing. You can't pray unless you're born of the Spirit. You can't communicate with God. You can't really hear God. That's why that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. natural man ain't listening. He's living in the flesh, walking after the flesh. Ain't paying no attention to the Spirit. Don't believe in it. Don't even consider its existence. And then people get saved and baptized, and they just go on living that way, just like they always did. They're just religious now. They not a the spiritual bone in their body. They ain't a spiritual thing in their character. They're just doing the things that a Christian is supposed to do, like go to church and do all this other stuff. But they're not discerning anything spiritually. They're not fighting the battle in the spiritual realm. God's a spirit, and flesh and blood cannot communicate or know God except by the spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 24 God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's it, the woman at the well. And, and John chapter 4 verse 24. That I, I noticed that today, and I looked it back up, looked the other verses, and saw it again. You know, I've saw it before, but it didn't register like it does now. All she talked about is where to worship and how to worship, and what their fathers said and what other people believe, and all of this. And Jesus brought this into the equation: Spirit. God's a spirit. We're not talking about human religion and worshiping places and all of that. God's a spirit. And they that worship him, let's worship him in spirit and truth. <clears throat> he said, the hour is coming and now is when all the true worshippers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. For God seeketh such to worship him. To be born of the spirit is to be quickened or made alive and aware of the spiritual realm and begin to live in the knowledge of it. I hope you're listening to this. I'm not trying to overwhelm you tonight. I'm just trying to give you the simple little guide into this thing. Mm-hmm. To be born of the Spirit. What does that mean? Most people can't tell you a thing about what it means. It's just a cliche. It's a religious cliche. It's a saying that they say in churches. It's the way they explain getting saved. Born of the Spirit. With light from above. Well, it's true. Word, true words. Nobody understands. They take it to mean some mystical unknown thing. They don't know what it means. Just knows that, well, I hope i got it because that's why so many people hope I got it. Don't know they've got it. They don't know what it means. What are you talking about? Born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit is to be quickened. Made alive. Made aware of this spiritual realm. I mean, you've sang Amazing Grace so many times. I was blind, but now I see, he said. We've all used that verbiage, haven't we? said man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven we've said all these words but but do we really know what it means if you're born of the spirit then what you can see you can see you see how things really are see what's really going on here and you stop being a blind fool like Jesus called the Pharisees you blind and fools you don't even know what's going on. And you're trying to lead people. And the ones that want would go in, you're stopping them with your blindness and your foolishness and your ignorance. When you're born of the Spirit, you can see. To walk after the Spirit, what does that mean? Walk after the Spirit. That means do good. That means just try your best to do good and do what God wants you to, and make, which includes just going to church and you know, being nice. Is <laughs> that so what walking after the Spirit means? Does walking after the Spirit mean just living a holy life? That ain't what it means. Now, it'll make you live a holy life if you're walking after the Spirit. But walking after the Spirit is to regard its existence And the fact that it is what moves everything around in this physical world. Everything around us in this physical world. To walk after the Spirit means you're aware of this spiritual realm. That's controlling everything. You're aware of it. You're not blind to it or ignorant of it anymore. You realize there's something else going on here. I've told you and told you. All this political stuff and this worldwide mess of confusion and we don't even know what's happening next. And everybody thinks that day, well, it's COVID this and this COVID that and this election this and this election that. You ain't got no idea what's going on. None of you do. Nobody does. It's not a group of men, the Illuminati somewhere, or the Rothschilds, or some rich people. It's not George Soros. or They're not doing it. It's higher powers than that. You better believe it. Satan is behind all of this and all of his armies... And they are working hard. And, and he's the mastermind behind all this. Men are not able to do this. They're not that smart. They're too selfish. They're too ignorant. They don't even know what's going on. George Soros don't know what's going on. Donald Trump don't know what's going on. And Joe Biden certainly don't. He don't even know what's going on here, let alone in the spiritual realm. Oh my but I've told you and told you, you need to just back off and realize this is all being orchestrated by powers. Yes, sir. The Bible tells you that. Yes, Principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So you can see that if you're walking after the Spirit. If you're walking after the flesh, you know, man, you're all into this. You listen to Rush Limbaugh every day. Yes, sir. Because That's where you get your information, and that's where you're. That's who. You, that's where you throw your sail up at. Yeah. We must not believe every spirit. Right. First John four verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are going out into the world. So you're not supposed to believe every spirit. Believe not every spirit. There are spirits talking to you. That's right. What's the number one thing about the devil? He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he is very, very good at it. Mm -hmm. And he's very experienced at it. They can be very convincing. And they may initiate their contact with you by speaking some truth. Beware! Jesus said, beware! Because in that day, he said, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ. Now he didn't mean there was all kinds of jokers going to come along saying, I'm Jesus, I'm coming back. Here I am, I'm Jesus. That ain't what he meant at all. He said there's going to be, all of them are going to be saying that I am the Christ. They're going to be saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is coming back. He said, watch them. Believe not every spirit. Right. Kenneth Copeland says that. All those goofballs say that. Mm. It's because somebody says, Jesus is the Lord. Just so they say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You better beware because the evil spirit can come to you speaking truth. And and more convincingly than any, any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that back there. <laughs> uh, but it's the truth. He's deceitful. And what better way to deceive? There's no better way to deceive than to start with the truth. That's right. He does. That's the way he does. He baits you with truth. But believe not every spirit. That's what we're told. Even if they're speaking truth, wait. Try them. If we form the habit of being aware that there's a spiritual world operating around us and we question everything that alters our moods, our opinions, and our attitudes, we will be able to stop a lot of trouble before it gets its foot in the door. What puts you in a bad mood? Hmm? What makes you have a bad attitude? What gives you this attitude about everybody? What does that to you? <laughs> a devil does that to you. Yes, and you let him. You don't resist him. You're not work. You don't have a habit of looking out. You go outside in the summertime, you'll watch for snakes. Because you know they're there. Yes, sir. Well, everybody's scared to the woods because them hogs are out there and we know they're out there. They're, they get me bears and everything else. You're careful when you go to the mall because you know it's full of perverts waiting and lurking there. But you don't guard your mind against the devils that are just swarming everywhere. That's right. Just waiting and scratching at your door and just... Waiting for the opportunity. If you just form a habit of being aware of what's going on. Not just in front of your eyes, but what's behind you. What's sneaking up in your, <laughs> on your mind and stuff. Then you'd be able to stop a lot of it before it gets started. We must try the spirits to see if they be of God. Well, you better know something about God in order to be able to discern spirits. To know whether they're of God or not. you got to have a right idea of God. Where are you going to get that? Reading books? You're going to get it from other people? No, 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 no. You're going to get it from the Word of God. This is the book that tells us about God. It's the only way you can know what God is like. So I'd say you better read it. If you're going to be able to try the Spirit, you're going to have to know the book. You're going to have to know the Word of God. This isn't just referring to ideas and thoughts about doctrine or religion, but about everything. Now get that. Try the spirit, See if they be of God. Well, everybody just thinks doctrine. Everybody just thinks religious stuff. Don't try every spirit, yes. every thought, everything that comes into your mind that alters your mood, your opinion, your your attitude. Yes. Check it. Yes, say stop. Whoop! Is this God? Is this God making me mad? Is this God? The holy God of heaven, did He send this Spirit to make me offended with that person? To make me think evil of that person? Is that a Spirit of God that will make you think evil when His Word says, speak evil of no man, and then it says, think no evil. Now, the spirit, a Spirit's going to fuss you up and make you angry and speaking evil and thinking evil of somebody? No, it ain't of God. Simple. That's a simple one. Yes. Boy, everybody keeps falling for it. Sure is a lot of evil speaking. Sure is a lot of evil thinking of other people. Ain't no devil spirit going to come and tell you to love your neighbor and try to talk you into loving them. Always going to be hate. Always going to be offensive. Always going to be angry. Always going to be something to turn you against, to divide and to conquer. We've got to try the spirits. No spirit of God will ever lead us away from righteousness. Just marker it down. No Spirit of God is ever going to lead you away from righteousness. Yes. No Spirit of God is ever going to question God's truths and plant seeds of doubt in your mind. That's right. Any thought in your mind that questions the Word of God or any truth of the Word of God, that is not God. That's right. And it's not your intelligence that's saving you. Mm-hmm. It's a devil that you are listening to that's right. and you're giving place to and you're not resisting. No Spirit of God would ever bully us, would He? Would God bully us or seduce us or deceive us or lie to us? Would that be a Spirit sent from God? Nope. No Spirit of God would ever contradict God and His Word. These are mighty important things and they're just simple, key things. Any thought in your mind, any temptation, any consideration of any of these things in your mind, you know who that Spirit is of. It's not of God. Believe not every Spirit. Try the spirits to see if they're of God. If they're not of God, then there's only one place they can be coming from. The verse right after that statement. Now, that's in First John chapter 4, verse 1. Down in verse 4, after he gets done talking about that and explaining a little bit, he says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who do you overcome? Other people? Who do you overcome? Yes, sir. These evil spirits. Devils. That's right. Yep. You overcome the devil's attack on you. Because greater is He that's in you than He's in the world. Well, you just can't... But then we just can't help it, you know. We're sinners. We got this sinful nature we are born with and we just can't help it. We got this old flesh, you know. No, sir. You walk after the flesh, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You walk after the Spirit, you're going to live. Right. What does it mean to walk after the Spirit? Know what this battle's about. And fight the good fight! How are you fighting a good fight if you ain't even aware of Who's fighting? Against you. The Holy Spirit of God in a child of God is stronger than all the evil spirits that are working to bully and deceive and lure us into a snare. You're safe if you just walk after the Spirit. You're safe if you're just led by the Spirit of God and not by the Spirit of devils. You're safe. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of the dark. You don't have to be afraid of the city. You don't have to be afraid of the future. You're not giving us a spirit of fear. Not at all. God don't do that. If you got a spirit of fear, man, that would just help you so much. People that are fearful, got, people got a problem with that. Scared. If you could just get that, you do not have to fear. If you just realize that is a devil putting that fear in me right. right now. I don't have a thing to be afraid of. God, don't give me a spirit of fear. God is not making me feel like this. God's not making me think about things like this. Get thee behind me, Satan. Yes, Resist the devil. He'll flee from you and your fear will be gone. Right. And the comfort of the Holy Ghost will replace it. Now that's the way it works. Yes, and I'm telling you, we can overcome Him because He lives in us. We can overcome Him Because He lives in us. And He gives us spiritual discernment to turn away, to ignore, to rebuke, to refuse, to deny entry, to resist, to avoid all these voices and suggestions and deceitful thoughts that are floated across our mind. You have the power through God to just resist Him. It's your heart. It's your mind. It's your body. Close the door. That's all you got to do. Just shut the door. Say, out with you, you evil spirit. That's what Jesus did when he walked up on every demon-possessed person. That's what he did. He just called them out. You, out. Yeah. And out they went. <laughs> but we live like these people we've read about it. They had a guy living in their closet and they didn't even know a guy living in the attic or the crawl space for months and they didn't even know he was there. So they didn't look, didn't think about it. You know, they kept, after they found out, they, they remembered some things. You know, they saw this and they saw that. They'd seen evidence, but they didn't even think about it. That's the way we live spiritually. Do you really believe it's that simple? It's that simple. It's just that there's so much unbelief. So much carnality. So much blindness. The devil blinds the minds of them that are lost lest they believe the glorious light of the gospel should shine unto them. And they believe. They're in darkness. And the devil's got them blinded in their minds so they're not even aware of what's going on. And They're just getting shoved and pushed and drugged around because they're listening to orders and suggestions and influences from they don't even know where they're coming from. They think it's me. It's just me. Who you think told the first person? That, oh, it's you. It's that sinful nature in you. Who you think told them that? God? No. He don't say nothing about it in His Word. Not a word. he come right out of hell is where it come from. It and it's blind. damned generations and thousands and millions of souls. Yes, sir, sure because blind Pharisees will not look at the Word of God. Yep. Yes, and they're not fighting a spiritual battle. They're just carnal. Okay. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James chapter 4 verse 7. That's what your Bible tells you to do about this matter. About this spiritual battle. This spiritual warfare. That's how you're supposed to fight it. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Say no. Out. I know who you are. What if somebody's sneaking around your house at night? And you look out there and you know them, and you say, Hey, you, and call their name. I see you out there. What are they going to do? They're going to get, is what they're going to do. Better. Just recognize it. Had a guy at the mill here a while back, and he's got a place over there and down here, and he lives up in the city, and he, but he's got this surveillance cameras and everything. He said, I can see it on my phone. And he said, It'll send me an alert every time there's movement around there. And he said the other night, said, There was a, my phone dinged. I looked at it, and, and here's this guy sneaking into the, his place. And he can speak through the camera, so he just got on there and he said, Hey, I'm watching you. Guess what he did? He run That's how this works. If you just say, Hey, Jesus did. That's what he said. Get thee behind me, Satan. He's looking at Peter, but he was talking to the devil that was messing with him. Peter was he was just speaking what the devil put in his heart. That's right. And that's why Jesus called him out. Just look at what Jesus did. Look how he dealt with this matter. Do likewise. Yes, amen. He said, these works that I do, shall ye do also. And greater works than I do, shall ye do. Because I go to my Father. Because I go to the Father, I'm going to send the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth. He'll guide you into all truth. He'll open your eyes. What happened to them guys after the Spirit of God came? Fell on the day of Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. What happened to them guys? They could see. They knew what was going on. They did the same thing. When they run across a devil, they knew it. And they called him out. And they wasn't happy with the devil supporting the church either. You remember that woman that was following them around saying, These men are the great men of God. They tell the truth. And they, everything she said was true. And they said, Get her away. Make her shut up. And they put her away. They didn't want no devil. We don't need a devil in the church testifying no. about Jesus. Nope. I've heard it lots of times and nobody else seemed to notice. But... <laughs> yeah. but I've heard a few preachers that could tell the difference. One of them told me, he said, if, the, if you have testimony service and the sheep won't get up and talk, he said the wolves will start howling. Yes. And they do, boy, that's right. <laughs> to rule your own spirit, also means that we keep ourselves from being drawn toward evil by other people. Now, I'm about to close it out here. So just listen to this, and I'll quit. If we rule our own spirit, he that ruleth his own spirit is better than he that taketh a city. If you don't rule your spirit, you're like a city that's broken down and without walls. So to rule our own spirit means that we keep ourselves from being drawn toward evil by other people who do not rule their spirits. Oh, it matters what company you keep. Yes, sir. Yes. It matters very much that you make your friends and fellowship among people of God who walk with God, who understand spiritual things, and who resist the devil. Mm-hmm. You hang around people that don't even know what the whole thing is about. Those are the people that just don't see nothing wrong with this, and they don't see nothing wrong with that, and you just don't like anything, can't have no fun, and blah, blah, blah. If you're going to rule your spirit, means you're going to have to watch out for them people who don't rule their spirit. Exactly. It's so easy. Now listen to me. I'm going to try to explain this a little better. It is so easy to let anger, frustration, bad moods, bad attitudes, foolish opinions rub off on us from other people who have let devils have the run of their spirit and mind. Yeah, it's true. Anger breeds anger. Frustration breeds anger and frustration in other people if you are around somebody who doesn't rule their spirit and they just they're just yeah I mean if something goes wrong they go bananas yep. guess what you're going to do yeah yep. you're going to join right in with them yep. Yep. you're going to jump right on to merry go around with them the person who rules his own spirit does not let the runaway emotions and foolish ideas of others who are being influenced by devils affect their spirit you can recognize them easy. They, by their calm demeanor. By their self-control. By their not digressing to the level of other people who have lost their minds. In an argument. Or in a, in a fit of anger or frustration. Yeah, That's ruling your spirit. Not letting it be caught up in the fire and the wind of somebody else. He keeps his spirit focused on the rock. That spiritual rock. Which followed them. <laughs> spiritual rock. Everything's spiritual. Spiritual rock. He keeps his spirit focused on the rock. The Word of God. And on the truth. That's how you do it. The Holy Spirit helps you do that. It's not something you just do of your own will and all of that. You've got to walk after the Spirit, capital S. Spirit of God. Yes, sir. You have a spirit and God has a spirit. And His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. His spirit speaks to us through our spirit. Yes, sir. Better have control of that thing. Yes, Better be listening with your spirit. Yes, sir. His ship sails on steady while others are rocking and sinking. You rule your spirit, you're going to be steady. People that don't rule their spirit, they can't be a captain of a ship. They can't be a lot of things in life. They can't be a good father, a good mother. They can't be a good anything. They're just a a sheep or a goat. Man, that sounds ugly, don't it? He's able to do this by the grace of God. The grace of God. What's the grace of God? It's the influence of God. The influence of God. The knowledge of His presence. But it's more than just the knowledge of His presence. The grace of God is actually God's influence. like the moon influences the tides and all oh, so many things. God present in your life. You can do this. He's able to do it by the grace of God and by walking after the Spirit and not after the flesh. So you know any more about what it means to walk after the Spirit... And not after the flesh. Very important stuff. Hope you get it. Hope I can... Hope I can explain it clear enough so you can see what God's saying to us here. Amen. Thank God. Walk after the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Be aware of the spirits. Don't be nutso. Something else the other day I had a thought and it was this. Have you ever noticed... How many people? They absolutely go insane. I mean, they lose their mind and they talk. They, they're religious. They think they're Jesus. They talk about the Bible. They act like they're a Christian, but they're nuts. I mean, full of the devil. And they always talk about Jesus. read your Bible. They did it in. They did it in Jesus' time too. Yeah, they are operating in the spiritual realm, but they're under the influence of the evil, see? And the devil is so, man, he's just so good at what he does, so clever at just defiling everything. People watch these crazy, insane... Charles Manson thought he was Jesus. Said he was. Yeah. What does that do for real Christianity? Now, who did that? The devil by speaking to somebody's mind, working it and without any resistance. And you'll recognize and understand that part of it also if you'll just wake up to what I'm trying to teach you. Be aware. Make a habit of it every day. And start noticing. Start thinking in this realm and you'll be amazed at how everything just light up for you. And you'll understand. You'll understand what's going on. Amen. Father, thank you for the word of God. Pray you bless it now to hearts, these truths. Lord, it's, I pray everybody would understand it right and that the devil wouldn't be able to take it and, and twist somebody's mind and confuse them in this matter. I pray you'd help us to understand it by looking at you and watching what you did when you were here. And Lord, help us, I pray. Guard us from evil and help us to be on guard ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.